Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. So I am talking about a rom-com whose main character has a very niche job, which can only mean I am reading another Rachel Lynn Solomon book. Today we are talking about Weather Girl, which follows Ari, a weather girl in Seattle, and she works at this local news station, and one of the people she works with is Russell, who is a sports reporter, and their bosses, respectively of like the sports division and like the weather division were married and are now divorced and it's this like really terrible place to work with and so Ari and Russell decide that they're going to try to get their bosses to fall back in love with each other so that work is going to be a little less like chaotic and crazy and stressful and I loved this book. It was so good. I love Rachel Lynn Solomon's books. I loved Ari and Russell and their niche jobs. I loved the fact that Ari struggles with depression and from my understanding we get really good representation of that and conversations around that. As a psychology major, I am always here for mental health representation in books and so I love that. And it was just really fun and funny and adorable and I had a blast reading it. So I'm super excited to talk about it. Books, TV, music, and movies, all things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. Especially when you think about like you're not really here for the writing in a rom-com but I have a decent amount to say about it so I love that the characters always have the most random jobs in Rachel and Solomon books I was a little more connected to the X talk just because they're in like the podcast world and obviously like I'm in the podcast world I guess and so I had more to connect to and relate to and to love with that but this one was just still amazing and fun and funny and there are so many cool different things and I loved Ari and I don't agree with her on the love for like the rainy days. I am totally a sunny day person and at least 72 degrees and the sun is out and shining like that is my kind of vibe but I loved all that. I loved Ari's little like weather earrings and dresses and like she was just such a cute character and I really loved it. I loved the chapter titles so much they were forecasts of like what was gonna happen in the chapter which was so clever and like it made anticipation of things much more because you if you're a romance reader can like it generally get a sense of what's gonna happen in what chapters especially when it comes to like makeup breakup steamy scenes but then because you got the like confirmation of that in the chapter titles it made the anticipation even more intense like 
the one with they finally have sex where it's like excessive heat warning I was like oh my god yes we're finally there and like it just it made it so fun I love a chapter title and especially when chapter titles have themes I think they're so much more fun so I was so excited about that also, like I mentioned a little bit in the intro, there's really good representation for a lot of different things. Russell is a fat love interest, and we don't shy away from that. We talk about that. It's brought up in their intimate moments. It's brought up about how he's, like, accepted himself and, like, all these different things. Ari, like I talked about, has depression, and there is an amazing, amazing author's note at the beginning of this novel that explains this and Rachel and Saltman's take on this and stuff and I really appreciated that and I loved seeing that and I loved like how we got to see it play out in different little ways like we see her and the fact that she's on meds and the fact that she felt like she needed to hide that from her last boyfriend and that's why their engagement ended and we see her relationship with her mom and how difficult it is for her to open up to anybody about her issues but especially like a partner because she saw the way her mom acted and her parents' marriage kind of fell apart. And like I said, we need a lot more mental health representation in books, and I think this touched on it very well. And it's not just a book about a girl with depression. It's a rom-com with a main character who has depression. So you see that, like, in the same way, this is a dumb metaphor, but in the same way that Thor could still lift the hammer when he was beer-bellied and playing Fortnite against 12-year-olds, Ari can still fall in love even though she has depression because you're still worthy of love and everything no matter what's going on in your life. I mean, unless you're a psychotic serial killer, but that is beyond the scope of what I'm talking about at the moment. So I really like that. I liked how Rachel and Solomon framed it and I just like had a lot of appreciation for that. And then like we have with the X-Talk, Russell and Ari are both Jewish. Rachel and Solomon is Jewish. I love seeing different representation right like anytime I read a mixed race book I'm like so excited and happy about it and so to see that I was like okay this is good and like we're just getting more representation representation is always good and I think that is all I have to say on the writing basically I really liked it it made the book super bingeable I read this in like three days but it felt like a very quick three days like when I was looking back on it and I realized it had actually taken me a full three days I was like huh that felt shorter so it's super bingeable, it's super fun, and now I'm excited to jump in to talk about the plot. So with this one, we jump right into learning about how terrible and horrible Ari's working conditions are because Torrance still works with Seth and it was bitter bitter divorce and like that work environment felt so toxic and I felt so bad for Ari because like this is her dream job it's not just like a job that she has that she's like okay this is a good job for now but like eventually I'm gonna move on and do something different like this is her dream job and something she really wants to do and so the fact that like it's such a terrible situation I felt so bad for her and then on top of that She's, like, so recently broken up from her fiancé, and we find out it's because she didn't feel comfortable telling him that she was on medication for her depression, and so it was just, there's a lot of shit that happens very early on in this book that you're like, oh my god, like, this sucks and this is terrible, and, like, you feel for Ari a lot very early on. And then we go to the Christmas party, and the Christmas party is where all of the shit goes down, even though 
It should be a holiday party. I don't remember if it is actually framed as a holiday party and I just wrote Christmas, but they go to the party even though Ari and Russell are both Jewish and Ari is fed up with Seth and Torrance's antics, so she steals Seth's breakfast sandwich maker in White Elephant, which I am all for it because White Elephant, the goal of the game is to steal your way to the thing you want. Like, we always play White Elephant at Christmas Eve with my family friends, and because we're all, like, in family units, there's a lot of familial strategizing based on who has what number and who has what gift and whether we should steal or open and, like, what gifts the families want. So, it's really fun, and I was really proud of Ari because I was like, you stand up for yourself. They're being bastards. You get what you want. Then it kind of gets even better because she gets really drunk with Russell and that's kind of where the plot starts. And they're like, okay, well, we have to like finalize our plot, not finalize it, but like we have to like put the finishing details on this. So let's go out and get tacos. And we see like how passionate Ari is about the weather. And like, it's just, I love that moment in books because I feel like I have a lot of those instances where I'm like super passionate about something and somebody sets me off talking and I'm just talking about it for a while. Like, I mean, I made a whole podcast about books and like I can talk about Liverpool and soccer and Survivor and like golf in some situations. And I think that's the short list for now, but like there's so many different things. And so I love seeing that moment because I really like see myself in that moment. And this is where we also learn that Russell has a 12-year-old daughter, which I think added a really interesting dynamic to their relationship. And I loved Elodie and I was super happy that she was in that. And I like any time that a rom-com features a child, I'm super happy about it and I love it. And I love that we also got this up front very early on. Like it wasn't a secret with him that he had a daughter. Like this was a fact of their relationship and Ari knew what she was getting into and I was super excited about that. Ari's ex does come back around um, right before New Year's and he's like, hey, how about we just like be casual because we were really good in bed together. So because of this, Ari leans really, really hard into the new year, new me thing, which I was kind of down with. Like I love a training montage or a transformation montage or honestly any kind of montage like a falling in love montage too and so I was super excited for this I was totally on board with her doing her whole new year new me I was totally on board with the fact that this ended up with Russell taking her to her first hockey game and it's dual purpose because Seth also goes and so we get some intel and we realize that like Seth does actually want to get back with Torrance and stuff, but I was happy about this. I loved, again, this was like Ari talking about the weather at Tacos. We got to see Russell and his element with sports and he was sharing it with Ari and it was so cute and adorable and also like sports rom-coms are the best rom-coms and even though this wasn't necessarily a sports rom-com, it was like a sports moment in a rom-com and I was just, I was happy with that. They go swing dancing, which is the most random fucking thing, but it was a thing Seth and Torrance used to do, and honestly, it tracks for a Rachel and Solomon book to have a completely fucking random activity that they're doing. 
And also they go swing dancing on Russell's birthday, but Russell doesn't like to make a big deal out of his birthday, so we didn't even know we can't like properly celebrate his birthday. And then Ari, for some reason, is coming over to Russell's and ends up meeting Elodie, who's on her way out to be picked up by her mom, Liv. And Liv shows up to pick up Elodie, so Ari also meets Liv and Liv's new husband and their newborn all at once, which is kind of a lot, but also it really cements the, like, good, happy, well-adjusted family dynamic that we have going on with Russell. And one, it makes me really happy for Ari because she can see herself fitting into, like, this well-adjusted, happy family. We do have that with her brother, whose name I cannot remember. But we have that with her brother and his husband and their two kids. And, like, Anytime Ari was with her niece and nephew, I loved it. It was so adorable. I am so sad we didn't get to see Elodie and the niece and nephew because I feel like they would have been so cute together and Elodie would have been such a cute like babysitter or whatever. So that was one thing I feel like we were robbed of. But seeing this whole family dynamic and seeing how well adjusted they are, like it gives Ari this sense of hope and it gives Ari this other place where she feels like she can fit in and she was like really easily accepted by Elodie's mom and stepdad and I mean the newborn doesn't even have a say but you know like she was really easily accepted and it was easy it wasn't like it was kind of awkward but there wasn't like awkward tension or anything and so I was happy to see that we weren't using Elodie as a device to like create tension we were using her as a device to like show Ari that she can be loved and worthy and all those things so basically it was just a really lovely scene and then they go on the work retreat. That's why they were there, because Russell and Ari were carpooling to the work retreat, and Ari's trying to avoid getting caught eavesdropping on Seth and Torrance, and to avoid getting caught, she ends up falling down a flight of stairs, which, like, <laughs> it was so random, because you knew when they were going on a work retreat and it was going to be in a hotel, there was going to be some sense of, like, Ari and Russell were going to like get together something was going to happen because they were going to be in forced like close proximity and they were going to be each other's confidants and all that. I didn't think it was going to be because Ari broke her elbow and then Russell has to take care of her and they're like talking a lot and he has to help her change and there's all these like cute like almost super intimate but then not moments but that's what happened and honestly like I wasn't expecting it but I was very here for it. Then they do actually get to set up Seth and Torrance because they are going on a riverboat date and one of the two of them fakes being seasick super well. The riverboat captain also makes Russell super jealous so they have like intense making out in their office afterwards and we don't even pretend we didn't make out. We were just like, hey, let's go on a first date and they watch the eclipse and they play air hockey and they get pretzels and he comes over to her, her place and even though she can't get off with him they masturbate together and have a really good intimate moment without actually touching each other and that was a lot to just jump into and we're not really gonna unpack it but i super appreciated that we're like okay we're gonna make out but we actually do have feelings for each other so we are going to move forward with this and go on a date and like that moment when Ari couldn't necessarily get herself off 
with him was like a really good intimate moment and I really appreciated it because again we brought up her depression we brought up the fact that sometimes it like fucks with her libido and stuff we brought up the fact that like also even if she didn't have depression this would be totally okay and normal and like just they're such mature adults basically that's what I'm saying until we get to the very end they are both such mature adults that can address conversations and like topics and really just like be open and honest with each other and it's so refreshing and lovely and I had such an amazing time reading it then Ari in an attempt to dig up more information has a girl's night with Torrance which leads to her being at the hospital when Torrance and Seth's first grandchild is born Ari also has to like not necessarily babysit but just check in on Elodie so she grabs dinner and they bond through show tunes and like Ari realizes that she really wants to be part of their family and she like has that safe space and then Russell comes to dinner at her mom's and they sit in a park and talk about like the struggles that Russell has had dating as a parent and Ari's depression and like I said about them being mature open adults like it's a really honest conversation and it then also allows them to have really amazing sex afterwards and like cuddle with hot chocolate by a fireplace and like I am such a summer girl but winter tropes get me sometimes like hot chocolate fireplace cuddling and like all the Christmas things like I know it's not Christmas and I know they're Jewish but like I'm seeing in general Christmas tropes and like I don't know it was just really good and like I loved that park conversation when they were sitting on the swings probably also because I want to go to a park at like sunset or dusk on a date because I think it sounds really fun because I think parks are really fun and like sitting on the swings and talking to somebody sounds like a good time and so I loved that they did that and like I just have the most vivid memory and like picture in my head of that moment and like it's just so cute and lovely but it's also so deep and meaningful and I love that about it like love it so much then however because we're on a high we have to start sledding down the hill we have the first snow day and I love that the first snow day has this huge tradition around it it was super cool and Ari accidentally forwards the email so we think this is going to be the like duh 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 moment because we're like well crap she forwarded this email and now like they're gonna know turns out Seth and Torrance were doing the same thing to Ari and Russell as Ari and Russell were doing to Seth and Torrance so like no harm no foul there but then because they've had this scare Ari freaks herself out and convinces herself that like Russell hasn't seen me at my worst if he sees me at my worst he's gonna leave and because of that like she completely pushes him away and just gaslights herself basically into thinking that she's not lovable and she's not worthy and that like it's not gonna work out and they need to leave and end and it like sucks it sucks I'm like very grateful for Ari's therapist because she's very wise in this moment and Ari's brother shows up even fucking Seth shows up but it just sucks and it's I recognize that it's important because the breakup leads to Ari having a really open and honest conversation with her mom about her wife and her dad leaving and depression and all these different types of things and that's what allows Ari to really like heal and get closure but also I wish she would have been able to heal and get closure and have that conversation while still being in a happy relationship with Russell like I wish they didn't have to break up 
I love that Elodie was the one who got them back together and she's like, well, it's my bat mitzvah and I'm sending an invitation to Ari because I really like Ari and you two need to get together. This is what kids are good for, right? Like kids inherently push the two love interests back together in like the most adorable, cute way. And so I was so excited for that. And they are able to make up at her bar mitzvah and they say I love you and then in the epilogue Seth and Torrance get married and Russell proposes and even though it's a sunny day Ari's like no no the weather's perfect and it was just so cute and adorable and I loved it and I loved how it wrapped up and so to wrap up my episode the book was so good I binged it and loved it and had the most amazing time like I said, I love Russell and Arya's characters. I love their niche jobs. I love their representation. I love how amazing they were together. I want to see a book about Elodie in five years when she's 17 and falling in love and has like an overprotective dad and maybe struggles with her mental health and is able to talk to her kick-ass like stepmom about it and stuff. Like that would be super cool. I don't know why more authors don't do that. Like Christina Lauren need to write a sequel about Juno from the soulmate equation and it like serves as a bonus epilogue to see like where River and oh my god what's her name in the soulmate equation where the main character and the love interest of the soulmate equation are and also we get follow-up and like a really kick-ass sequel about the kid that we loved so much in the first one and we get to see them like have more depth as a character and stuff right like Finley Donovan's kid should get sequels Elodie should get a sequel like we need more sequels about kids. That is a thing. Kid sequels. I'm an advocate for kid sequels. I don't know. The only book that I actually think does that, besides books I've read on Wattpad, which don't really count, is The Selection, because the first three books are about America and Maxon, and then the last two are about their, like, 17-year-old daughter. But, like, it's not as fun because we don't see her daughter young very much, right? Like, her daughter's a product of either the epilogue or like a one shot in that like weird happily ever after book and so I just think it would be really cool to do that and to have that and I think we should because it would be amazing but even if we don't that doesn't take away from the love I had for this book and I'm so sad that I've read it and that means I'm now back to waiting for another Rachel and Solomon book because I want another one in my hands right now and she doesn't really have a backlog because I'm pretty sure the X-Talk was her debut. So we're back to waiting, but you know, when she writes another one, I will be here to talk about it. And yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on The Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram. And please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.